What's up? What's up, y'all? It's Lauren again here with episode nine of the podcast. Um, kind of shocked that I'm already at nine episodes, but the weeks are flying freaking by, like flying by. I can't keep up. I blink. It's Wednesday. I blink again. It's Sunday. I I'm struggling, but we're here. Episode nine. If you don't know, then you're not paying attention. And that's okay. Because like I said, everything's flying by. I'm incorporating visual. So if you can see me, hey, interact with the video. Let me know if you're listening to this through a podcast streaming platform. Thank you. I still need those streams. But again, I'm incorporating visuals on IGTV. Um, you can find my Instagram at underscore it's Lauren again. Um, yeah, we're just going to jump right in. I'm not trying to make this long. As y'all know, I try to keep it short for y'all, even though I can talk and ramble forever. Let's go with the Black History fact. I was going to save this for the end, but I really like this fact. I heard it on another podcast, For Fact's Sake, with Wheezy and Eddie. And I was like, yo, yes, I have to share this fact. Like, I love it. So the iconic Josephine Baker, chef's kiss, love her so much, was a spy for the French during World War II, okay? The iconic Josephine Baker, like she left America because racism, obviously, and she took her amazing dance talents to France and became this super iconic performer, like just amazing. If you do not know who she is, you need to one, brush up on your iconic people because she's up there, she's top tier. And two, you're going to need to read up on her because badass, okay? And then during her time as a spy, she would use her performances to gain information from the Nazis. <laughs> from the fucking Nazis. She would gain information while she was performing, you know, smooching the crowd, and then conceal the messages in her uniform, in her costume. Like, bitch, she was wearing... Okay, first of all, her most iconic one is her in, like, this all-pearl... I, like beaded pearl costume. It's beautiful. I actually want to recreate it one Halloween when I get my body snatched or whatever. And she would hide messages in her costume. Her costumes were not, were not very covering. So mama had to get creative. I'm already knowing. Anyway, yeah, such a badass. Like I said, I heard that on the other podcast I listen to frequently for fact's sake. And I'm just going to shamelessly plug them. Y'all deserve, y'all should listen to it. They have fun facts. They just Google shit and Google topics and record an episode about it. Super simple, but the fun, the facts they share are like super fun. Okay. Today's topic, which you should already know, because again, it's the title of the episode. Dating as a millennial fucking sucks. Okay. But I'm a baby millennial. I'm like one of the last years to be classified as a millennial. And a lot of people, a lot of older millennials are like, oh no, you're probably Gen Z. Do not, do not, do not group me in with Gen Z, okay? I grew up with Raven Simone, okay? I grew up with Full House, okay? Yes, I know what a beeper is. I know how to hold the telephone. I don't do this dumb, put your whole hand up to your ear shit. No, you do the thumb, the pinky, that is a telephone. I don't know what Gen Z does. I'm an old soul on top of that. I'm not Gen Z, millennial, okay? Respect, 
<laughs> respect my age year. Okay, thank you. But I can barely respect my age year because dating as a millennial fucking sucks. And I just want to get into the mini, the plethora, plethora of reasons why. So first I saw this on Twitter. One of the girls I follow, she had posted a poll on Twitter inquiring like, how long do y'all think the talking stage lasts? Zero to six months, six months to a year, over a year, whatever. I'm over here like six months. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Six months of talking stage. What? That that's that's just not realistic. That's just not realistic. If I do not know after, like, if I hit six months of talking to you and I do not know that I like you enough to want to date you, why am I still talking to you? Why? For what reason? You're a side chick. You're you're just a fuck buddy. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be talking to somebody for six months. Like what? Six over six months. You're telling me half a year has gone by and I'm still confused or still unsure on whether I want to date you. Also, why are people so afraid of the word dating? Why? The word dating is says what it is. You're just going on dates with people, with person, with a person, whoever. You're just going on dates. That's all it is. It's nothing official. It's nothing concrete. You are literally after after the third date, you're dating. You cannot convince me otherwise. And sorry if y'all hear Coco snoring in the background. I purposely moved out here into my living room so that she could sleep in my bedroom and not snore while I'm recording. But she has attachment issues. She's a stage five clinger and she's snoring. <laughs> she's snoring right here, right beside me. So I apologize, but I digress. Back to the topic. If, I'm sorry, no, that wasn't even, I moved past that. We're on to people being afraid of the word dating. Yes. Stop, stop, just stop. You go to one, two dates, two dates max is a talking stage. You meet, you go on a date, go on a second date. If you like each other enough to plan a third date, you're in the dating stage. Dating is just going on dates and getting to know somebody. It is not, that is my boyfriend, girlfriend, my partner, whoever you want to define them as. It is literally just going on dates to get to know the person, to figure out if you want to be exclusive with them, period. I don't understand why people are so afraid of the word. Let go of the talking stage. It's elementary. Okay. First of all, that shit was partially cute in high school. I can't even say fully cute because it was also annoying. But like I said, I'm an old soul. So take take me with a grain of salt sometimes. But um, that's just not cute. Let it go. You're dating. You could be fucking raw, but you're not exclusive because you're dating. You're just dating. You haven't had to talk about whether your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, relationship, exclusive, polyamorous, whatever. You haven't had that talk yet. You're not at that stage, but you're dating, 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 like, <laughs> I'm just, uh, okay, 
on top of that, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. On top of that, oh, I just look like I snorted Coke. Oh my God. The, the visuals to this are going to be insane because you guys are actually going to see the dumbass faces I do. And of course, I'm not wearing makeup because I'm in my own home and I'm not putting on makeup because I don't feel like it. So y'all are getting the blemishes and shit. Excuse me. It's going to take me a minute to realize I got to be like on it with the visuals but don't judge me. We're only getting up from here. Okay. This is the bottom. We're only getting up. Okay. We're going to just keep, keep climbing that ladder <laughs> and it's going to get better. I swear. I swear. Anyway, I get sidetracked so easily. Everyone has commitment issues. And I think that also ties back into the word, into the reason people don't want to use the word dating because everyone seems to have commitment, commitment issues. Like I know I even have them at some point where I was just like, if I don't commit, I can't get hurt. That's a fucking lie. It's a fucking lie. You still get hurt. There are so many, so many, so many people who are baffled by the fact that they are brokenhearted over someone they weren't even in a committed relationship with. So many people, me included. Hi, table of one sitting here. I was like, no, I'm. we're going to take it easy. We're going to just go with the flow. Bitch, I was crying in my room, in the shower, months later, because I got my feelings hurt because I couldn't take it. I didn't want to take it slow. I didn't want to take it slow. I wanted a relationship, but I couldn't admit that because I was scared because I had commitment issues. Get over it. It's called healing. It's called healing. Healing. We heal. We're grown. We're adults. Heal. Get over it. Whoever hurt you when you were in sixth grade, let it go. You're grown. Get over it. Um, oh, ow. Sorry, y'all. Um, so, yeah, I just, I really feel like so many people have commitment issues and they just really struggle to, I don't know, get over them. Like, oh, and then they self-sabotage. Like, huh, hello, again, party of one. Self-sabotage the fuck out of them out of every, I don't fucking even know how to describe it. They just self-sabotage everything. I know like, I know people don't like to admit this, but there are, there's at least one person that I can think of where I'm just like, damn, they're the one that got away. All because I couldn't get out of my own head. All because I couldn't just let them in and let them care for me because I needed the healing. I needed, to, I needed the healing. I needed the healing. I needed the help. And now I just got to sit there and take my L, take my L and wear it because I self-sabotaged and it happens. It happens a lot. But what people don't do, what they should do is be self-aware, okay? Because we're almost 30. We're almost 30. We're almost 30. And we need to grow the fuck up. Like we're not in high school anymore. We're not in college anymore. I mean, some of us are, me, but we're not quote unquote stereotypical college age. We're not young anymore. That hurts to say. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna say a prayer to my fallen young and hot girl. Oh, okay. I can gather myself because I'm, choking of the realization that I'm almost 30 
Again, sorry for any background noise. I'm in the living room. There's a busy street right there behind me. And again, I only moved out here because Miss Coco was snoring like she works a 16-hour shift in my bedroom. And now Miss Ma'am is sitting behind me, so this is all pointless, but it's fine. The background's cute in my twinkly lights. Okay, back to the topic, which apparently I have a hard time staying on topic today, and that is okay. It's not, it's not. I'm gonna get it together. Okay, communication issues. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna skirt past self-sabotaging because I'm gonna create a whole episode about it because I feel like everyone everyone does it and we just need to digest it. We need to go into it. I'm gonna, I wanna have a guest. I want to have a good conversation about self, self-sabotaging because we deserve it. We deserve a good, a good we, we, we deserve a good convo about it. Excuse my stuttering. Okay, communication issues. Why is it that people just can't come out and say what they want? You know, like there isn't some, there isn't, there's like some reason behind it. And I don't know what it is. Maybe we're, maybe people are scared. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. No, I can't put my finger on it. Mm -mm. But people are scared to communicate or they don't communicate or they don't want to communicate. They're choosing to not communicate. What is the reason? Because I myself would like to know because maybe it will help me. I don't. We're going to self-discover this episode. Okay. You're going to learn about me and I'm going to learn about you. You're going to learn about yourself because obviously we're not talking, but what is the reason? Because communication issues are truly the downfall of so many relationships. Okay. If you cannot be open and honest with somebody, why are you talking to them? Why are they in your life? What is the reason? Hmm? I'm sorry. Like, I understand you want to hide some things because it's a surprise or you're ashamed. But the only way to have a good relationship is to be open and honest with your communication. At least that's what they say. I wouldn't know because I'm chronically single. But... Even with friendships, you're supposed to be open and honest and communicate. So again, I'm sitting here gobsmacked over the reason why so many people can't communicate. You want something more sexually, communicate it. Let them know. If you're afraid they're going to judge you, break up with them, period. Break up with them because that is not the person for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. If you want to share, oh my gosh, I have crippling debt. I have crippling student loans. I took out too much of a car loan on my car. I have crippling debt. My credit score is suffering. Communicate. How are you supposed to build with somebody? And you supposedly want to build with the person you're dating. Duh. How are you supposed to build with them if you're not communicating with them? Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's simple. It's a simple formula. And if you are afraid to communicate with them, that's a problem. You should not be with them. Now, I understand I understand that pride and ego is a thing. We all have it. It happens. It gets in the way of a lot of things. But we're adults. 
we're adults. You need to get the fuck over it. Get over it. Because again, if you cannot be your authentic self with the person you're dating, or if you cannot be, I mean, if you just can't be open and honest with the person you're dating, why are you with them? Boo-boo, break up. Because that's not it. If you like to run around the house without pants on in your skates and scream at the top of your lungs your favorite song, you should be able to do that in front of your partner and not feel judged because that's just who you are as a person and they should accept it and love you for it because that's who you are as a person and they love you, right? Right. Am I right? Okay. Just say, your relationship should be a, no ju- a judgment-free zone. There's no judgment in your relationship. There shouldn't be. It should be judgment-free. The only judgment is when you leave the toilet seat up. Okay? The only judgment is when you don't know how to do basic shit. Like, I'm judging you. Okay? I'm judging you for not knowing how much laundry detergent goes into the, lo- into the load. Like, that's it. That's it. I'm judging you if you don't know to run through a yellow light because we're running late. I'm judging you if you're always late, if you show up late all the time. I'm judging you for that. I'm going to love you and accept you for it. But there is judgment. But it's minor shit. It's minor shit. It's shit that doesn't matter. It's not. It's nothing that's going to rock the boat, that's going to destroy our relationship, that's going to be our downfall. It's none of that shit. That is the only judgment allowed in a relationship. Because other than that, there should be no judgment. Why are we judging people that we supposedly love? We should be supporting people that we love. And that's that one that about that baby. Okay. This part, and I had to Google just to be sure. But I really think this part is a very, a very concerning part about the healing portion of what our generation needs, my generation needs. And I know that sentence made no fucking sense, but just stick with me, okay? I really felt like this was an important factor in the multiple issues my generation has. And yes, we got issues. We were raised by a generation that had a shit ton of single mother households I was raised from a single mother household. There are plenty of other millennials out there who were raised in a single mother household. So much so that millennials now hold the record for how many, for generations, for how many of us are the head of house, single mother head of household. Like we have, we hold the title now. Like there are now more millennials that are and how am I trying to word this? There are more single mother households with millennials now than there were with Gen X. That, that's the sentence right there. But I really felt like because our parents' generation, Gen X, was the, I guess, the catalyst for single mother households. Like they had such a high rate of it. You know, it was the crack era, the prison of um school to prison pipeline really like started and blew up from there like there was a lot going on in the world that I really felt like it affected them 
and of course trickled down to affect us who was raised by them. Am I wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if you have a different opinion on that, but that's just what I think. And I fully, I fully believe that. I fully believe that no, a, like a single mother can of course raise children, but I also feel like a single mother, uh, I'm sorry, children raised by a single mother are not gonna know what a healthy relationship looks like because that's not what they grew up around. And if they do, it's because of outside influences, not in their family, their immediate family. It could be maybe their grandparents stay together because baby boomers don't ever get divorced or an uncle who made it last or their teacher whose husband also works at school. And like there's other factors, of course, but I also feel like there are so, I don't know, I just really feel like it fucked us up. Okay, I really feel like, I feel like it fucked us up. I feel like we have some issues, some mommy issues, some daddy issues, whatever, all of the, all of the above issues, um, attachment style issues that are to blame for how shitty dating is right now. Oh my God, Coco, ma'am, she's scratching for dear life right now. Like she's scratching for dear life. I'm gonna have to get her a seat at the table so you guys can see her because she's literally right on my ass, just going at it, being a hot mess and making me regret the 21 minutes I've already recorded. Okay, let's get back on topic. Last but not least, why does no one want to go to therapy? Like I understand not being able to afford it, but I feel like people that can't afford it still don't want to go to therapy. And I really want to understand why, especially in the black community, because as y'all can see, I'm black and proud as fuck, okay? We need to let go of the fact that, of the stereotype it's not a fact of the stereotype that therapy is only for people who are messed up. Therapy is for everybody. You could be having a really good life. You can get your promotions. You can be getting your income, your new car, your house, your spouse. You could be getting all of that and you should still go to therapy because it's good for you. It's good for your brain. Okay. It's good to have an outside person other than your friends and your family having an insight into your life that can help you break shit down because you don't want to think, oh, life is great. And then there's just one little droplet that happens that just unravels you because you've never, ever dealt with anything that wasn't great. Like, you know, you just don't want to be fucked if something bad happens. And also there could be hidden things underneath it. Like you're so successful because you're a workaholic, because something happened in your childhood that messed you up and you need to get past it. You just don't know. And it's good to know, obviously. So therapy is important. I understand not being able to afford it because we are in America where we don't get free healthcare, even though health is important to everyone. But I digress. If you can afford it and if you can go, why don't you? Why don't people go? Is you're not, you're like, therapists aren't going to give you meds. They aren't going to lock you up in a loony bin. I'm using intense air quotes with that. They're just going to talk to you. They're going to see how you're doing. They're going to see how you're dealing with things. They're not going to judge you 
You see how that comes up again? Judgment-free zone there. There's no judgment in therapy. And if there is, if there is judgment, it's because you fucked up, boo. Cock on. She's snoring again. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, this video is going to be chaotic. This podcast is going to be chaotic and I'm just going to blame Coco. She's extremely cute, but she is literally snoring right behind me and my microphone is so sensitive. I just know y'all can hear it. Anyway, I'm going to make this super quick. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not even going to talk anymore because we're already at 24 minutes and I think that's enough. I'm really trying to like not Coco so she can stop snoring until I can finish up recording. All in all, there are so many woes dating as a millennial and in general, dating in general. Um, it's just, I don't even know. Okay, so as y'all can see, Coco is here. If you're on audio, you can't see it is what it is. I'm going to wrap this shit up because Susie snores a lot here. Can't get it together. I'm going to say the black businesses because I actually have to this week. Both are black women owned and um, deserve y'all's attention. The first is Shades of Skin. Shades, S-H-A-D-E-S of Skin, S-K-Y-N. It's a swimwear brand for women. She designs them herself. She just launched super freaking cute, really freaking cute, super cute swimwear. I'm clearly, I'm honestly trying to snatch my waist so I can get into that skincare. I mean, that swimwear because her shit is so cute. Um, I will put the, I will link everything, you know, down below, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Nola Skin Essentials, that is a vegan skincare brand, black woman owned again. Their products are great. My friend Charmaine raised about them. That's all she uses. Totally recommend y'all get into that. I don't have a vent session this week because I feel like this whole podcast was a vent session because venting is cheaper than therapy, but I should still go to therapy. But I'm just going to use this podcast as like a little form of therapy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting me. And... Thank you for dealing with me and all of my nonsense, including Queen Coco here. She is my emotional support animal right now. Um, also, the shirt I'm wearing in this episode, Black, Vegan, and Proud, it is by my friend Rachel. I will also link Coco. Coco, you see how heavy she breathes, y'all. My poor baby. These allergies. Um, I will link everything. I'm just going to get out of here because I'm embarrassed. Honestly, I'm embarrassed. I look ugly. Um, Coco snorting. I don't know. She's a crackhead and I look like a crackhead. So it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. It's a match made in heaven right here. So yeah. Thank you again for supporting me. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at underscore is Lauren again. You can email the um, podcast at it's Lauren again, one, two, three at gmail.com. And thank you so much for supporting me. And I did it, guys. I kept it under 30 minutes for you guys. I'm embarrassed. Coco, honestly, embarrassed. Do you have anything you want to say? Do you have anything you want to say other than snorting? No? Okay. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, my God.